Hey, great day, everybody. So in today's podcast episode, I have something very special for you. Over the next few weeks, I will be um, celebrating my 11th year in private practice starting July of 2023. So what I decided to do is bring back the lessons learned, but I have a twist on it. Last year, I did a whole series on 10 lessons learned going into 10 years of private practice, specifically about private practice. So what I'm going to do is actually go over some of the things that I've learned while on my way to my first million, because I know that therapists want to break past the six-figure mark, the $100,000 mark. Some therapists are opening up a group practice. Some are even going into the digital product space, doing the whole one-to-many, hosting live events. And so I want to make sure to carve out time just to have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners who want more, who no longer want to play small. And also you don't want to have a 10-year journey as I'm going to talk about in this series. So I'm going to talk about some things that I wish I would have maybe made a power move on. I'm going to talk about how long it may have taken me to do certain things and why I chose it at the time. And you'll start to potentially resonate with some places that I've been in terms of investing in myself and what that looked like or did not look like. And most importantly, how you can bet all on you and not worry about the how. So enjoy the series. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, grateful day, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing three main things that I have learned while hosting live events. And I hope that you have your pen and paper ready because if you want to host a retreat, if you want to do a one day um, live event in person with a large group of people or a small group of people, I'm going to share some things with you because hosting a live event in 2023, moving into 2024 looks drastically different than before 2020. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in. And so the first area that I want to cover on today's podcast show is understanding your budget, understanding your budget. And so just to give you an idea of what to consider, but I also will note that my team, we're going to link up a whole playlist for you because March of 2023, I did a whole five day or four day boot camp on abundant streams of income. And I believe we covered 12, but we definitely covered the what to consider when you're hosting live events for in-person events versus virtual events. So we'll make sure to link up that entire playlist so that if you have other streams of income that you're interested in, definitely check it out. But let me go ahead and reel it back in and talk about these three big lessons that I've learned, especially as we move into the fourth quarter of this year, because we only have three live events left. So just to give you an idea of the events that I host or that I've been hosting for the last few years, specifically related to therapists, because I've done other things. In 2019, I did my very first in-person CE workshop. 2019, I also went out to New York and hosted a CE workshop in person for two days, or maybe it was 2018, 2018, 2019. Get them confused because the, the New York event went before the 
in-person branding therapist retreat that we had in Hollywood where we rented an Airbnb. We stayed there for a total of three days and we had massages. We did some branding activities, get to know you activities, went to an escape room, went out to eat, just a lot of fun things, Um, had a yoga instructor come out and all the things. So it was really, really fun with the women who came. So then we end up opening up the doors to like the Dope Therapist Academy multiple times. Then, you know, 2020 happened, but that's when I started experimenting with more smaller intimate events because we weren't allowed to get a lot of people in person. And I started hosting these things called VIP experiences. Now in 2023, we technically shifted our smaller eight-person event that we typically have at the Aria in Vegas. And one time we did it in New York, but we've been doing it for three years. We shifted the theme of our conference this year to host it for more people because we knew we wouldn't be doing a larger scale public event for a minute. We, We don't know when we're bringing it back, but we definitely know it's not on the books for 2024 for the public is that we decided to allow more than eight people to get the information because we so, you know, how valuable it was. So on top of like public events and then virtual CE workshops and masterclasses, I've also hosted live events for our mastermind students in which They either meet either twice or three times a year over the last three years. And the reason why the number has changed is because it really depends on what's going on with our economy. For example, the first year we were only able to have two simply because certain cities were not even open yet until May. And that like we ended up having it in May and we had to move it to Vegas within 45 days because of some of the things that I'm going to share with you today. So with that overview of different live events that I've hosted, I'm sure I've missed some budgeting your funds. And so certain areas that you want to consider is one, of course, what is the value of what you're going to be offering at the event? And then once you consider what does it cost you to host the event at the venue, And when I say pre and post taxes, that's, you know, we we really need to break that down. So pre would be how much does it cost for you to physically be there? Most hotels or venues have a food and beverage minimum, and that does not include the post, which is the extra taxes, also known as the plus plus, you know, taxes. And so what the food and beverage minimum means is that you have to, for example, for a hundred person event, meet the minimum requirement of $15,000 with food and beverage. Now you may be thinking, oh, that's like, a lot, but it will go away fairly quickly once you actually look at the menu, right? Because if you're getting lunch or breakfast and lunch, depending on how many people there are for two days, you'll recognize that out of a hundred people, 50 people meet the food and beverage minimum requirement. Does that mean you don't have lunch, you know, for the other half of the people? Absolutely not. You like, you give them food, but they know to me that you're going to go over the budget. We've been over the budget with eight people, you know, it, it, it just happens, but they have their minimum requirements. Um, so you have to look at how much it costs to host it at the venue. You also have to look at vendors such as, are you going to have decorations? Are you going to hire in help like an event planner or will you be using your team? And then will you have to fly out your team to a certain location, get them a hotel room and things that we kind of just like overlook. And we just look at it in a very compartmentalized way where you don't think about paying for it until it's time to pay for it, but you didn't really budget it into the budget. Therefore, you undercharge for the ticket pricing because you didn't consider any of the administrative fees. You just covered like how much does it cost the day of the event, you know, and you have to cover pre, during and post. 
Um, like I mentioned, there's a post bill. The post bill may, may not come to two to three weeks later. What they're going to do at the event is they're going to walk over. Let me just get this envelope, for example. So they're going to have an envelope. They're going to have you sign a sheet of paper or your event planner sign a paper acknowledging every single day per the person who is the catering department person. They're going to count how many plates they gave out or how many buffet spots were taken. And then they're going to make you sign it. You know, and what you're acknowledging is that you fed 48 people this day, 46 people the next day. Maybe some people stepped out. Not sure. But now that they have your signature, they're going to compile all of this data and see either did you meet the food and beverage minimum because you may anticipate meeting it, but you didn't. And or if you didn't meet it, guess what? You still are responsible for the bill. So that's why I choose to always be within like five hundred dollars of the budget, if not over because I know it's going to go over at the worst. I try to leave like 500 to $1,000 left because that would account for, oh, can we get some more tea? Can we get some more water? Can we get some more drinks? Because those things come by the gallon. They're not like a dollar, you know, but everything costs per person, not as a group. Okay. So you do want to consider your budget when you are planning an event and the numbers can also change based on what you do or don't add like booking hotel rooms at the venue. They will not give you a discount or maybe even give you some type of deal if you don't book 50 rooms for a 100-person event. I know that's what we were told. And number two, your time should be spent focusing on like serving your audience, right? So what do I mean by that? I know that my audience are therapists mostly. Like, you know, it's other people that are not therapists in there, but majority of them are therapists. So with that said, I don't really have to offer tickets six months to a year in advance, but I choose to. Now, will it always be that way? I don't know. But over the last three years, what I've recognized is a lot of my clientele, because they are coming to me to get the information to make their first thousand from a digital product or to get their first workshop booked in the community, they may not have a lot of cash overflow that most people may think, especially considering the line of work that we do. And some of them are still at a nine to five job. You know, and we have to account inflation, at least in 2023. So with that said, I knew going into our conference last year that inflation had just hit. But just like 2020, we didn't know how bad it was going to get. And then I decided to have another conference knowing that inflation was already bad. But I knew that that may cause an issue with us filling the room to like the brim, you know. And so with that said, I like to give my clients the opportunity like a little bit before the event to have a payment plan. But this is our rule, unlike the Dope Therapist Academy, for example, that's a digital product that is more expansive in terms of how many people, like we have no cap on how many people can participate in that digital product program. So with that said, I am able to give them a payment plan to come to the event, but there is a no refund policy for that particular event because of the nature of it. We're not going to help you sell your ticket. We're not going to post it on our social media saying we got two extra tickets. It is your responsibility to double and triple the dates. Make sure that you can travel. Make sure you got your babysitter. We understand that life starts lifing, but we make sure that on the FAQs on the bottom of that page, before you click, say that says sign me up. Every button you click on a button takes you to that location. (laughs) So if people choose not to, especially professionals, if you choose not to read what you're signing up for, if you choose not to understand just like buying a plane ticket, that you're getting a ticket that's not refundable and you don't understand what that means. It's not the airline's fault that you did not expand that button that says, is there a refund policy or can I get a refund? 
No. And that's the case for every single live event. So certain things that I've considered with therapists is that they also need more time off, like time to take time off, whether it's from a job, whether it's, you know, for their private practice clients. So again, for our VIP experiences, what I have chosen to do is I typically would launch that at least six months before a first one, if we're having two, that way, if people want, they can pay in full or they can get on a six month payment plan. This year, we did something totally different because we knew it was inflation, but it's like a double edged sword. So on one end, we thought that by giving them more time to sign up, they will be able to stack up some money and be able to get a smaller payment plan to extend over like nine months. Cause we opened up the doors like back in November and we said, it's not until October. We know it's a long time from now, but We want you to secure your spot also at the early bird rate, right? So they had a nine-month payment plan at almost 50% off the actual rate that it is now, okay? And so after that, we had a wave of people um, come in. And then in the new year, it was a little slow. Then we had a boot camp, a few more came in. And then, of course, then our energy starts shifting to our other programs. So it was like more of the conference would be marketed throughout the year, But it was more like evergreen, you know, all the time. And during certain seasons, like, you know, even right now, we will let people know like, hey, tickets are still available. If they're not, you'll know it because you'll go to the page and it said, oops, you missed it or you missed a deadline, whatever. And so I like to give my clients the benefit of the doubt that they need more time. But then my husband on the other end of the sword, he had said that, you know, some people may wait until the last minute to buy their ticket. Now, I do believe that. But it's just interesting because when I look at all of our past events, And we've offered seats until either all the seats were gone or up until we had to order supplies. Therefore, we had to have a cutoff date, right? We noticed that with therapists, they are also very much planners. So the ones who are outright going to come, they usually will buy the early bird ticket, right? Hey y'all, it's that time again. It is scale season. So I want to call out all of the therapists, healers, and service providers across the country. I am hosting our end of the year two-day in-person conference this fall, October 2023 in Las Vegas. So we are talking about all things scalability, things like launching a new or existing product or service line, collaborating with other providers across the country to increase your reach. We will also be covering how to create your content that aligns with your launch throughout the entire year of 2024. We will also provide you with a seven streams of income map so that you can develop your business over time with growth and scalability. And did I mention that this is the only event that we are having for the fourth quarter in person. So we will be discussing all things for 2024 business planning, growth and scalability, wealth management, and so much more. So if you want to attend, go ahead and grab your seat before the time is up. Head down to the show notes or go to our website, drtk.com forward slash links and grab your ticket to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Conference. All right, y'all, it's scale season. Let's get back to today's podcast episode. So just know your audience, know if you're putting on an event, can you pull it off? Do you have enough list? Do you have enough authority to be able to offer it within 60 days and you get to the location, you are able to pull it off with your team, not just by yourself. 
and you're able to have a pleasant experience with the people who show up and it doesn't look like you just pulled it together. You know, um, number three, last one is bring someone with you, get help when you have a live event for every single event that I've hosted, whether it's the Airbnb retreat, whether it is in New York, where I took like a 20 something year old assistant at the time, cause I had just had my, not just had my son, but my son was like one, my husband was like, go, we don't need to go. We already went. Me and you is good. There's only been one time during the vid season that my husband was really sick. He was coming up negative, but we found out when we got back that he actually had it. And then it spread throughout this house, clearly, <laughs> when we got back. But that was the first time that I had ever went to any event by myself. At that time, we were in a rough patch season where a team member, we had a team member, but they were kind of like on their way out. Most of our team members were overseas. We didn't, it was just me and my husband really here physically. We had some team members that were here. They didn't work out. And so we found out that I had to go by myself like the night before at seven o'clock where I did a whole podcast episode on it, but I ended up having to drive my son down to LA because we live 40 miles from LA. I had to drop my um, son off to my husband's mom because we did, I didn't want, want him to stay here if my husband did have the vid, you know? And then I had to come home quickly and just like, it's not that the event was not going to happen the way that it was supposed to happen. However, this event was a little bit different. We did not fill the room. This was like the only VIP experience where we only had a portion of the people. And what I can attest to it, because every single other one was filled and you know sold out, was that that was the time of year where the Delta strand hit. And I'm here to tell you, when that Delta strand hit, like compared to some people who like had it after like the very first round of it hitting, like, and nobody knew what it was. They said that Delta was like no other. It was stronger. The symptoms were like just bananas, right? So with that said, I know it hit me hard. I I haven't done a podcast episode on it clearly, but like my asthma got triggered from like years of having no asthma issues, had to go get albuterol. Like it was a hot mess. And and our whole house, including my son, like two-year-old had it. And so what I ended up doing is I drove down to Vegas because we're, we're a three-hour drive away. I videotaped myself throughout that whole process. I'm getting chills in my stomach right now because I was like saying that I'm going through a harvesting season because it was like thing after thing. It was like blended family that week, then husband sick, then um, me going to host an event by myself. This was the event where we didn't have a photographer. And I'm like, oh my God. So I made the best of it. I drove down to Vegas. I sat in my car and listened to all personal development, catching up on a membership that I'm part of uh, for wealth for women. Um, and that was really helpful. Made the time go by super quick. Got there, got on the phone with my husband, had a little crying spell and broke down. And he said, everything's going to be okay. But he didn't even know what to say. And I didn't expect him to know what to say, but it just felt, it felt heavy for me, like e- emotionally, because I'm like, I really felt like, yo, when I get home, we need to hire. Like, like that's the zone that I was in. Cause I said, I will never feel like this again. Like ever. I always need a backup. Like this is crazy because as being in a household where my husband works with me and he's also in events, which now we have help, we need to make sure that we have help on top of help, you know? And so, you know, the event went smooth. I converted 100% of the room. Um, everybody who was there that wasn't already part of the mastermind, we have four people there. Three people were not part of the mastermind, but they were in my cohort for the academy back in May of 2020. So I'm just also sharing with you their journey because it even took them two years to even join the mastermind, right? They joined for the following, no, I'm sorry, it took them a year and a half. They were in DTA May of 2020. And then they end up coming to that event in September of 2021. And then they join the mastermind for 2022. So that also goes to show you that if you're in the academy, you don't have to rush and apply for ECM, the mastermind, 
or whatever we have in relation to scalability right away, especially if you're not ready. Because when you join, I want you to be all in. And I have an upcoming podcast episode where I'm actually going to talk about quality over quantity when it comes down to selecting clients in my program or helping them have tools to weed themselves out. Right. So overall, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Again, I'm going to make sure that we link up in the comment box on YouTube or in the podcast in the show notes. We'll link up a playlist so that you can use it as a playground and view any video that based on the season that you're in in your business, you want to learn more about. Please do not hesitate to hop over into the DM or comment on the bottom of the video. What was your biggest takeaway? Share this podcast episode with two or three therapists that you know. Again, depending on when you are listening to or watching this podcast show, we will be going live in Las Vegas for a two-day event at the Palms Hotel. We will be talking about all things scalability, seven streams of income. You will get access to certain masterclasses before we go, depending on when you buy your ticket. You can either come live to those masterclasses and or watch the replay, but no matter what, you'll get access because the goal is we want you to walk into the room. You would have to already declare a stream of income when you walk in because we're going to intentionally put you at tables. And then you're going to have what we call mini mastermind sessions, along with different sessions from the bigger stage doing activities and or, you know, just talking about certain things related to scalability, whether it is wealth, launching products or services, creating your content based on the product that you're launching so that we can start planning out your 2024. We're going to talk about all those things because it is fourth quarter. You don't want to miss it. Honestly, we don't have anything on the calendar. By this point last year, we had our whole 2023 planned out. And if you've been following me for a while, you know, I'm a super duper, super duper, ooper, (laughs) you know, like planner. So the fact that I don't have it on my calendar It ain't on my calendar. That's all I'll say. We're focused on catering to our academy students and students who are within our programs. Okay. So if you want to learn more about the conference, go to drtk.com forward slash links. We'll make sure to link that on the screen, but also check the show notes because that is the hub and also the link in our bio on Instagram, where if you want to know anything that's coming up, whether you are in the private practice zone or the scalability zone, We have something for you throughout the year, or at least you could be notified of when it comes up. So until the next podcast episode, enjoy, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.